Well, hello everybody and welcome to the Weirdly Cosmic Podcast with Louise Eddington, the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology. I'm a soul astrologer and best-selling author of The Complete Guide to Astrology and uh, Modern Astrology and I um, help you to live in tune with the energies of the universe. So we're going to dive straight in because it's eclipse season. Eclipses, eclipses are here. Oh my goodness. And the eclipse season is always a little bit um, intense and you may be feeling this already. We have the a full moon eclipse coming up on May the 26th at 12.13pm Universal Time or BST. That's uh, 7.13, no, 5.13am uh, London time, I believe. I mean, Salt Lake City time, uh, but the Universal Time anyway. So it's on May the 26th, which is five, May is a five month and we're in a five year, 2021. And the 26th is an eight. Well, guess what? I run the Venus Enchantment community and I'm working with Venus in a, um, in a uh, deeper way. And five and eight are numbers to do with Venus. So I'll talk more about that. Now, the eclipse is a total lunar eclipse. It's at five degrees and 25, min, uh, 25 minutes of Sagittarius. And it's conjunct the south node. The moon is conjunct the south node, which means it's kind of a finishing, releasing eclipse. Okay. And of course, an, a full moon eclipse is an opposition. The sun is at five degrees of Gemini, opposing the moon. Now, I'm going to say that this a full moon eclipse is square to Jupiter in Pisces and Jupiter is about to move into Pisces. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. It's also pretty much widely square to Vesta. So I'll talk a little bit about that as well. So in a way, this is making a mutable grand cross, which is kind of carrying on a theme that began as we entered 2021 and time of great change. Mutable signs are changeable signs. They are, we have the cardinal signs, that's um, uh, Aries, Cancer, <laughs> Libra and Capricorn. And then we move into the fixed signs and then the mutable signs and the mutable signs are getting ready to change into the next um, next thing. Okay, so it's a changeable um full moon eclipse and this is going to hark back to uh, May the 26th 2002. We had an eclipse at the same degree on that day. Okay so think back to 2002. Interestingly enough that's when uh, troops went into Afghanistan. So if President Biden does withdraw troops from Afghanistan that will be a full Metonic cycle of the eclipses, which um, which would be very appropriate. But for you yourself, you think back to that time. Um, it was kind of the year after nine eleven. A lot of things had changed in the world, and so on and so forth. But let's talk about this eclipse itself. Well, in the lead up to the eclipse, oh, actually, I pulled two cards. Let's look at our two cards. 
because this is a eclipse that is really going to break free and liberate. Okay, five degrees. We have a five month, five year, five degrees is the number of change and freedom. Okay, so this is going to bring change and a mutable sign. So it's going to bring change, definitely change. So what's the first card that I did pull is the Princess of Wands. So for those of you listening, this is um, a woman, a naked woman with uh, the Aries horns carrying the sun wand in her hand, um, holding a tiger by the tail. Uh, and she's it's a very fiery card. She's aiming upwards and she is just in complete abandon. And this is about mastery or freedom and liberation, this card. All right. So so you can see that this whole um, this whole full moon really is about liberating yourself from the past and um, and and creating the future because this is a fire card and that's really creative. Now, the second card I pulled is interestingly card I keep pulling over and over again is the Gemini card, the lovers, which is where the sun is and it's where the north node is. So that's where we're heading towards with these eclipses. Um, we're heading towards the longing or yearning of the uh, north node, which is for everything to be in more harmony. If you can see in this card, the lovers card, it's the journey of the twins Everything has its equal and opposite in it. It's all, everything is paired up. This is about coming into community or coming into dialogue with each other. So this is, um, I couldn't believe that I pulled uh, <laughs> those two cards. I do want to read you a quote for the lover's card. The value of the personal relationship to all things is that it creates intimacy and intimacy creates understanding and understanding creates love. And that's from the great Anais Nin. And, and that to me is really what this longing for the, the from the North Node is. We're longing to liberate ourselves from this separation that we've been living under, from this hierarchical, dogmatic kind of man-made um, laws and moving into more of a state of grace and, and connection and community. And really, that's what this full moon is about. Of course, we were in there. We were there last year, too, for the um, eclipse. Sorry, last year, 2002. We were also there, really going back to that time. But I will... Um, I will say that, of course, every eclipse is different. So, yes, that was in 2002. The eclipse was at the same degree and the same day, but the whole chart was different. OK, the uh, it, this the full moon was um, actually at that time in a wide T square to Uranus, which was in Aquarius. Jupiter was not in Pisces at that time. Jupiter was in, was in Cancer way back then. So it had so every eclipse has a different flavor, even if it has echoes of the past. This eclipse, before the eclipse happens on May the twenty sixth, we have 
um, Jupiter moving into Pisces. Now, Jupiter is the traditional ruler of Pisces. Jupiter loves being in Pisces. Faith and optimism and, and kind of hope will be heightened by uh, Jupiter in Pisces. Um, it's um, we, We're going to get uh, a really heightened spiritual energy and feel more in tune and connected with um, the collective unconscious and and our psychic kind of sentence uh, senses. It's a, it's a real it's Jupiter in Pisces where he, Jupiter travels um, about every twelve years round the zodiac. So Jupiter would have been in Pisces. What was that? Oh, 2021 and 2009. You would have had found this um, heightened um, uh, kind of sense, a, a bigger awareness of source energy. All right. And with Jupiter and Pisces, we may be able to find it easier to see the bigger picture. But this time with this full moon square to Jupiter and Pisces, Jupiter is both the ruler of the full moon in um, Sagittarius and Pisces. Okay, so, you know, this is a very expansive Jupiterian full moon um, with big energy, big energy of hope for the future, big energy of desire and longing for the future. I do want to say that Jupiter's going to have a... Um, an interesting ride through Pisces this time because he moves into Pisces um, on uh, May the 13th before this full moon, um, before the full moon eclipse. Then he'll retrograde back to Aquarius um, on July the 28th and he won't go back into Pisces till December the 28th, 2021. And he'll stay and he'll actually move quickly from December the 28th to May the 10th. 2022 when he'll go into Aries but then on October the 27th 2022 um, Jupiter will revisit Pisces until December the 20th 2022 so he's going to have a back and forth and revisiting kind of energy um, in his journey through Pisces that time this time which makes things very interesting now, on um, May the 17th, before this full moon eclipse, uh, Venus will travel uh, across the North Node. Um, Mercury uh, will, Mars was the first to travel across the North Node out of a time called the Kalasapa or the Draconic Bowl, where all the major planets were confined in one side of the nodes. And that was like a time of alchemy and real kind of um, uh, alchemical creation. Uh, Kala Sapa literally means time of the serpent. And as we know, serpents and snakes are about um, transformation and, uh, and rebirth and shedding of skin and so forth. And all the planets have moved, um, well, all of them. Mars first moved past the North Node. Then Mercury moved past and then by the time of this eclipse, Venus will have passed the North Node too. With only the Sun um, conjunct the eclipse 
uh, to pass the North Node and we'll do that right after this eclipse. So we're entering this new territory after a time of real alchemical transformation. And so um, that's a, a date to make note of that Venus crosses the North Node, all right? Because when Venus crosses the North Node on uh, May the 17th, she then hits the degree of her Venus star point from June the 3rd last year when at 13 Gemini uh, during her retrograde. So the Venus not only rules the numbers because five and eight, the, um, the 26th is an eight and we're in, as I said, five months, five degrees, five year, five and eight are in the Fibonacci sequence, which is intimately connected with the golden mean and uh, the cycle of Venus, which makes a five-pointed star. Five is um, is really the, the most uh, prevailing number in nature and art. Um, as I said, it's the most human of numbers. We have, you know, two arms, two legs and a head. That's five, five digits. Um, there's so many fives and uh, the Venus cycle also makes kind of the spiral for the Fibonacci sequence, which is seen in nature over and over again. Uh, five um, symbolizes fire and the stigmata. Um, five is um, really very much about uh, personal freedom, being unconventional, individualism, non-attachment, change, all that kind of thing. Life lessons um, learned through experience is a five as well. So you can kind of see how this energy is. It's very passionate. It's very responsive. It's it's a, a pretty huge um, full moon, to be quite honest. Okay. Um, by the, uh, May the 20th, the sun moves into Gemini and, and then we have the full moon eclipse on the 26th. All right. But just before the full moon as well, Saturn stations retrograde on the 23rd, three days before the eclipse. So that's making this eclipse energy very um, heightened as well. Because Saturn stations retrograde at 13 degrees Aquarius, which you may have already guessed is another number in the Fibonacci sequence. We have 5, 8, 13. The Fibonacci sequence is, is related to uh, that golden mean and the, uh, the spiral, the pi number. Um, all of this is the most prevalent number in, um, in art and nature. And here, and it's the 13 is the number of the goddess. So Saturn kind of represents the patriarchy. And here he is stationing retrograde at the number of the goddess. So, you know, this this full moon, it feels very heightened, but very kind of ready to burst out. And of course, it's leading into a new moon to, um, annular eclipse, which will be on June the 10th, which is a total eclipse with a ring of fire. Of course, I'll talk about that in detail in the next podcast. Whew. Whoa, that's it so far. I'm just going to take a little pause for an ad break. So I kind of rattled out a load of stuff. What does it all mean? 
Well, I do want to say before I um, go into everything that it means um, that <laughs> there's a little bit more even. <laughs> Um, out of when planets are out of bounds, they are a certain uh, distance away from the ecliptic, uh, twin, more than 23 degrees, 27 minutes. Um, as I record this, we've had uh, Mars out of bounds for for quite some time. Mars was out of bounds from March 21st. He'll be back in bounds uh, just before this eclipse, May the 24th. But you're going to feel Mars, and when a planet's out of bounds, they act, they act kind of out of character, kind of um, maverick, um, and it can be good, you know, it can be both ways, but it's doing something differently, doing something t uh, differently than before. Um, I got the full brunt of Mars out of bounds when um, Mars was at seven degrees Cancer, and it opposed my first house Saturn in Capricorn, and my back went, but... But that's all going now. <laughs> so Mars moves back inbounds just before. So he's calming down a little bit. But in Cancer, he's a little bit protective anyway. He's, he's not that comfortable in Cancer. So he's still there in this on this eclipse. But Venus and Mercury, the two planets that have just crossed that north node and left that time of the serpent, um, the Mercury went out of bounds on May the 7th and will not go back in bounds till May the 30th. So Mercury's out of bounds on this um, eclipse. He goes back in bounds right after he turns um, retrograde on May the 29th. So Mercury is is in a very heightened state in this eclipse um, at 24 degrees of uh, Gemini. So at in the same sign that the sun is in. And then Venus is out of bounds as well. Venus goes out of bounds on May the 23rd, the day that Saturn stations retrograde at, um, and stays, uh, sorry, stays out of bounds until the 18th of June. So we've got Venus at 21 degrees uh, Gemini, Mercury at 24 degrees Gemini, both of them acting a little bit erratically anyway in a in the sign of Gemini, which can be a little bit scattered and erratic anyway. And that's the sign where the sun is and the north node is the longing that we're heading for. So what does this all mean with this squares? Oh, I, um, Vesta. Vesta's also squaring the nodes on this um, eclipse. Vesta in Virgo. Vesta is about focus, commitment, but it's in a mutable sign too. And it's at 11 degrees, which is, is kind of a gateway degree to, um, to mastery. And, and so we're really being asked to, uh, to change and start new things on this eclipse and really leave old stuff behind in a very big way. We're, um, I believe we're being called to the, the things I talked about with the North Node in Gemini and with the art card, sorry, the, the lover's card, which is the relationship, the journey of the twins. To remind you, um, the, the quote was, the value of the personal relationship to all things is that it creates intimacy and intimacy creates understanding and understanding creates love. 
So this is our wronging. And here we have uh, Venus and Mercury together speaking to each other. Mercury crossed the North Node and got the idea and then went out of bounds. Venus crossed the North Node and, and now is saying, make it real. Let's make it. And Venus is the planet of love. And it's saying, let's make it real. Let's move towards this journey of relating to each other and of honouring our personal relationship to all things. This is not just our relationships with people. You know, Venus, um, I think this is a very Venusian um, uh, full moon eclipse. Venus happens to actually be the esoteric ruler of Gemini. So she's very strong in this sign. And, um, and you know, all of this big stellium of planets in Gemini, we've got the sun there at five, we've got Venus there at 21, and then we've got Mercury there at 24, and the North Node at 10 degrees Gemini. It's saying create, think up these ideas and make them real and make love real and, and think love and be love. And approach everything with love. And then the square to uh, Jupiter in Pisces is all about that higher love, that real um, spiritual connection, as I already talked about, you know, with um, with God or whatever you would like to call it. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, it doesn't matter what you call it. Um, you know, this this chart has longing for love and longing for devotion and commitment as Vesta in Virgo, uh, longing to be more of service and more use. And with the south node and the moon, it's um, it's leaving behind our attachment to the old ways of it should be this way. The old dogmas, the old beliefs, you know, that are within us. You know, this is um, to to get very personal. You know, it's it's kind of about the the uh, belief systems we've been under, like f familial belief systems, um, religious belief systems, cultural belief systems is very Sagittarius. We've all got this ingrained habit and beliefs about how things should be. Well, we're leaving all that behind as we move into this new age. It, it's quite delightful, quite beautiful. So I'm quite excited about this full moon, especially with Jupiter in Pisces. Okay, and I will say that as Jupiter um, uh, approaches five degrees Pisces, it will activate that eclipse degree again. But Jupiter will not do that till later in the year because he only dips into Pisces and goes back out again into Aquarius. And I find it interesting as well that Saturn is retrograding at 13 degrees on the same day. It's kind of like Saturn in Aquarius. He's, because, of course, Jupiter and Saturn were together at zero Aquarius on December the 21st, 2020, for the Great Conjunction, which um, started really 200 years of air. Um, it, we did have a, a conjunction in the air in 1980 between the two, but that was kind of the the prequel to the big um, age of air. And it really began on December the 21st at zero Aquarius. Saturn is is there at the 13 degree mark. He's, he's going to, at that goddess number, 
it kind of feels to me like um um like Saturn is being said, you know, I've got to revisit some things and rethink these structures that we're creating as we move into this new paradigm and and revisit and see how I can, you know, rebuild those structures. One thing that comes to, to mind that um, um, I'm, I'm taking the training to uh, to work with the Venus star point work that Ariel Gutman um, uh, created and um, and in architecture, um, if you build um, buildings and structures created using the golden mean and the Fibonacci sequence are more um, lasting than um, a lot of modern buildings because the structure in nature of this design and using pi and all those uh, the golden mean things are more um, lasting they um, they are more secure more solid because they're using what uh, the divine created if you like so if you think of this with Saturn stopping at that 13 degree mark um, and saying, OK, so let's rethink some of this. What are we building? Are we on track? I'm going back. And he stations just before this total eclipse. It's such a Venusian uh, total eclipse. Um, you know, it's a it's a total eclipse of leaving behind the old creations the old ideas um, of relationship, every, all those things, and work towards the new. It's it's quite beautiful, to be quite honest. So <laughs> let me have a quick look and see if there's anything else that I want to talk about. Oh, Neptune. Um, Neptune is the modern ruler of uh, Pisces. Neptune is still at 22 degrees of Pisces. Uh, but Pallas Athena is conjunct um uh, Neptune um, and she's the strategist and, and the wise uh, wise warrior goddess and and that's that's the master builder so there's more kind of building things and that's also about building things um, based on a, a more spiritual paradigm and to my mind working with the numbers of uh, the divine that's in nature and things is working in a more spiritual paradigm because this is how it was created. So that's very interesting too. Um, I'm just looking what else we've got. I think that's it for the actual chart. It, but, you know, I will say that having Mercury and Venus both out of bounds, uh, Saturn stationing <laughs> as well just before, and uh, Mars only just back in bounds um, is making this very heightened energy, very maverick, very liberating, very, um, you know, ability. It's a total eclipse too. So it, it does give you the ability to really literally eclipse patterns, beliefs, um, limiting beliefs in your life to really leave them behind 
and to move forward in a very big new way. Of course, Mercury is going to go retrograde right, right afterwards. As I said, he goes retrograde three days after, so he's pretty much stationed on this eclipse, making this eclipse yet even more erratic, okay? Um, but it's all this Gemini. It's all about this recreating community. So Mercury's retrograde in Gemini should be really interesting from um, uh, May the 29th to June the 22nd. All right. Um, interestingly, and I don't talk about this too much usually, um, asteroid Circe is at 16 degrees Gemini on this eclipse. And that's the point Mercury will retrograde back to. And she is um, the witch and she um, is an alchemist, basically, and a shapeshifter. So we are going to be able to really recreate, create something big. You know, Gemini is also about writing your own story, thinking differently, uh, change your thoughts, change your life, all those kind of quotes. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Some of these are my favourite quotes. And uh, to my mind, this is about deciding because Gemini is about decisions too, to be love, to think love, to talk more lovingly, to be in community, to love your neighbour, all that because Gemini is very much about neighbours and neighbourhood. So think on all that and think how you can consciously move towards that um, away from some of the old limiting beliefs and dogmas that we've uh, we've kind of been brought up within our culture. So I want to have a quick look at the um, um, symbols. <laughs> so the uh, Chandra symbol for Sagittarius 6. So we always go up one. So the, the uh, full moon is at five degrees Sagittarius. The symbol for Sagittarius 6 is a pair of shoes with live wings on each. I just love that image. To delight in pursuit is never to get there, but to enjoy the ride all the way. To identify with flight is to run from what is dense and heavy and to deny the pain of earth. And to dream of a personal limitlessness is to stay out of realities that bind. The longing and the craving, the fantasy and the vision are everything here. And as you perpetuate illusions, you feel no pain. Somewhere you are convinced that the very best thing to, is to be free and that to fall for linear progression is to be a fool. Everything you, not, you know and follow is true in worlds beyond and false in the dense immediacy of earth experience. So you're being asked you're, or you're being invited to really to put on the wings of love, in my opinion, on this full moon. You know, the the actual um, the actual eclipse that is coming up um, on June the 10th um, is is going to be a total annual eclipse at 19 degrees of Gemini, a new moon eclipse. And and that's um, it's actually a very long eclipse. It's three minutes, 51 seconds long. 
that is kind of huge. Of course, it, it won't be visible everywhere, the ring of fire, but you'll still feel it. And that for that new moon eclipse is actually going to be in um, an almost exact square to Neptune in Pisces. So that's going to take us even to greater heights. So anyway, I won't talk any more about that, but it's also going to be conjunct Mercury. <laughs> OK, Mercury retrograde. So look for that next episode. Uh, before I um, read the last symbol and say my goodbyes, I do want to say that I appreciate you sticking with me for the Weirdly Cosmic. It seems to be doing well. I had a lot of downloads from my first episode. I love some reviews. If you have not reviewed um, on iTunes already or wherever you uh, read podcast, do podcasts, I'd also love it if you could follow me on anchor.fm. Uh, forward slash weirdly magical um, and maybe even there's a button on there to support you can support for basically any amount of money you like um, from 99 cents to a month to 4.99 a month to 9.99 a month so if you enjoy the podcast please offer your support with a monthly donation um and um, I also appreciate any subscriptions and things um, on any of my social media, likes, comments, reviews on those as well. I'll give you all those links in a minute. But let's look at the Sabian symbol for the last um, thing before we call it a day and say goodbye for this episode. So six Sagittarius, the Sabian symbol is a game of cricket one of my favourite sports when I lived in England. Don't get to watch it much now. But the it says the development of skill in group situations, testing collective goals. This is so North Node in Gemini because Gemini and Mercury are connected with skills as well. And so is Vesta in Virgo, by the way. So uh, the, the um, reading by uh, Dane Rudyard of the... Um, of the symbol is any society is built on the interplay between groups of people, each group united by an at least temporary aim. The individual person within the group is assigned a particular role in the play and definite rules have to be obeyed. The game teaches not only personal skill, but fairness and cooperation. Where, where this symbol is found, the value of making individual will or ego will subservient to collective cultural patterns is emphasised. Several um, symbols belonging to scene 17 Sagittarius, each group, there's groups of symbols, relate to games or group rituals because these are abstracted from everyday social behaviour and used as educative means to develop group consciousness and an individual sense of responsibility to the group. It refers to the importance of developing group solidarity. So I'm going to kind of leave you with that and just say that social media wise, I am Louise Eddington, the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology. You can find Cosmic Owl Astrology on Facebook on YouTube, on Instagram, 
I also have a free Facebook group, Cosmic Owl Astrology Cafe, and I, I offer readings, astrology readings, uh, consultations, that is, they can be found on my website, louiseeddington.com, L-O-U-I-S-E-E-D-I-N-G-T-O-N.com. And I also offer a community, kind of like a Patreon with lots of rewards, with one level called the Venus Enchantment Community. For $23 a month, you get all kinds of goodies and you support my work. So join me there and um, until next time for the um, Ring of Fire annular eclipse, it's goodbye from me.